Welcome to yet another irritating episode of Ain't That Kind of Witch. And we're back again. <laughs> you must be losing your mind hearing all this stuff out of me in the last couple of days. I'll admit it's certainly rocking my world. But anyway, we're back for part three. Part three of my reactions to this uh, YouTube, naughty little YouTube thing that I've encountered, which has sparked all this stuff with me and making me speak and think and all that sort of awful stuff. This section is going to be where they were talking about, uh, they were offering up their thoughts on the social media pagan community. I found this kind of interesting because, look, to be honest, I remember having a conversation about the social media and paganism oh, when it was still just bulletin boards and, and, and emails and backwards of boards and we were wondering whether or not it was actually ever going to become a thing that we needed to consider ourselves concern ourselves with and uh, well it did didn't it so that in itself is an interesting thing for me but i digress let's get back to it now the young lady on the youtube film had a couple of things to say on the subject of the reality of social media on paganism or perhaps paganism in the social media Refreshingly, it was seen by the thoughts they offered that their jury is really still out on the subject, and I'll admit mine is too. While in some ways it was lauded, in some ways it was derided, and I think one thing that shows up is that there's a fair whack of overlap on this. Uh, and to be honest, I think that's the best realistic way to proceed, as it, um, as in acknowledging the fact that it's got good and bad things, and that they sometimes overlap and replace each other, um, is kind of in some way acknowledging in a very real way that paganism is in social media social media is affected by paganism it's actually an interplay that does exist it is real it is happening it's here to stay and as such it really has more realistic effects than can be summed up by i don't like it get off my lawn or it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to magic since the invention of the pyramid mm, either way now, she expressed being quite tired of the cynicism that tends to uh, abound and, and the summary dismissal of a lot of young social media pagans. And, and it, I'll admit, it happens out of hand quite a bit. I can certainly understand having been on both sides of this. I do believe, however, that we need to be uh, wary that we, don't, um, that we don't lose something by not being as familiar with the major reasons for the, the dismissal that occurs. Um, the fact is that there's a lot of stuff being offered and uh, it's, it's very easy to become unable to spot the contradiction in one's stances with regard to it. I think the main problem with a lot of the offerings, certainly the lot of offerings that I've seen in the social media presence, um, it's often dismissed due to its lightweight and problematic nature. In short, a lot of it's quite shallow. Um, and a lot of it is, well, frankly, just incorrect. Uh, it's one thing to retort to that, and I'm sure some people are already having the uh, the internal dialogue and saying, well, well, man, that's just like your opinion, dude. But, you see, the problem is that often it's not just my opinion, and I don't mean that lots of other people have the opinion too. I mean that it's not a matter of opinion. This new refrain, it's just your opinion, rather misses the point here, because there's a lot of stuff that comes through in the recent spate of social media paganism, witchcraft, cultism, etc., etc., that isn't a matter of opinion. 
in no matter how people like to say it is it's not a matter of opinion there's a lot of paganism that is in fact right or wrong okay there, there's no matter plenty beating no judge is going to change that we see this a lot and we've all encountered it we've all been somewhere where they've said yeah well actually you know what uh you know you know wick is all about this and you go well no or witchcraft is about this well, no you know, not a matter, not a matter of um, it's all in the intent is going to change the fact that if you get five oleander seeds and cut them in half and put them under your tongue for a while, you're going to wind up in hospital. It's not a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of not judging people. It's a matter of saying, actually, in some cases, there are right and wrong answers. And when someone's wrong, you really kind of need to pay attention. I think this general thrust of, of, you know, don't judge and stuff quickly becomes problematic when we see it. It's asserted that we should refrain from judgment about much of this. Well, what's the point of getting it if we're not going to have judgment about it? You know, there's an argument put forward that we don't know what their personal practice or their personal opinions are. Well, we should, though, shouldn't we? If such people are putting themselves forward as experts or um, as at least knowledgeable and active in the area that they're discussing, I'd suggest that we should know that their practice and expertise is up to scratch, shouldn't we? I mean, why would you talk about it if you didn't have a clue? So therefore, if you're saying something and it's just fucking wrong, well, then it should be corrected because it's wrong. We should be considering what people say. We should be spotting problems and inaccuracies, and they should be they should be called out because we should be approaching these things with a critical uh, a critical bent, and we should expect be expecting the people to, in turn, give us information that's on the up and up stuff that's really on the square. Because otherwise, why are you yapping? You see, if we don't start addressing these things and taking it. Ho- you know, horns in hand, if you like. Um, if we don't do that, error becomes ingrained and it becomes retort as fact. And you know what? If, like, you've been around for a couple of decades and you've encountered, you know, that you know, I'm immediately thinking of the massive upsurge of uh, stuff, information that became public in the 90s. Look, I think we've all had enough of absolute crap being passed off as the truth. Many new people, though, it seems, considered that the occult witchcraft, paganism, etc., that these subjects are a place where you can say any old damn thing at all and then just assert that it's real. You know, and they say, well, you know, and they, they adopt that stimpy moment from from uh, the, the stinky episode. No, Ren, he's real. You know, and then they get this sort of quasi, quasi-evangelical thing where they believe it and they feel it in their heart, so that's okay. Again, you're... Uh, your problem here is that these subjects do often have a bedrock in a particular, in a particular form, culture, or, or a function. Intent is not everything. <laughs> and it's not gatekeeping to say that either, okay? We hear a lot of that too. The second you say, well, actually, no, that's not the correct. Oh, you're just gatekeeping. No. This book that I have in my hand, right here, this book here, it is not, uh, it is not a car. It's not gatekeeping. And the book that I had there is not about Franz Kafka. I, I'm not gatekeeping in saying that because I've got the book here. It's not about that. So gatekeeping is not the issue. My opinion is not the issue. No. It either is this thing or it isn't. And in this case, we can we can check that out. You know, 
The book is, in fact, History of the Rochford Hundred, Ancient Manuscripts and Church Registers, Church and Chapel, Clergy, Biography, Genealogy of Families. So clearly not, clearly not an automobile. Clearly not about Franz Kafka. See that? I've corrected the thing. I've offered a fact. Um, no gatekeeping, no judgments, no nothing was required. <laughs> it's such a sim silly, silly, silly example. I'm sorry. I'm just feeling a bit like that at the moment. Anyway, look, I, getting back to it, I think we've all had enough of that. You know, the fact is you can't just say any old damn thing and, and, and expect everyone to agree and accept it and lord you as a, as a fabulous thing, uh, especially when it might be a little bit awry. I mean, the crazy stuff that, that floats around, I mean, you know, then, of course, if you object to it, you know, you're hating. You're the player haters degree. Instead of saying, well, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying that that's crap. Um, you know, it's it's not gatekeeping and it's not hating to say that uh, indigenous American culture, there's a giant generalization for you, didn't influence the building of the pyramids. It didn't. Okay, and I've heard crazier things than that. I've heard crazier things than that. And everyone around them is... It's, it's, Influence to go nod the head sagely and go, oh, yes, yes, yes. Bollocks. <laughs> this is why I don't get invited out to things anymore. I'm the voice of the back goes, ah, bullshit. It's not hating to point out that Brownie Pate's book of great age in the Witchcraft Museum has some suspiciously rather modern-looking voodoo bebes in it. Hmm, how about that? Uh, well, wonder where that came from. Could it be a great age or could it just be something that we slipped in recently? Who knows? In itself, of course, these examples show that um, a little bit of bullshit here, it's not a new thing. With every passing generation, we encounter people who've just invented something and then set about claiming all manner of bizarre things about it. And you know what? There's not necessarily anything wrong with that. We exist as witches and occultists. We exist between fact and fantasy. There's a, there's a dynamic tension between the two which allows us to thrive, which allows our desires to become the real. I mean, you know, I'm lapsing unnecessarily into theory here, but that's always been the case. That's where we live. We require certain levels of horseshit just to get through the day. <laughs> you watch, there's people out there right now scratching their head, like, Scott, shut your mouth, shut your mouth, man. I'm going to tell you again. Now, furthermore, though, we have always been aware that this certain amount of horseshit polished up is what has given paganism and witchcraft and the occult its flavour. You try bringing up exactly where Baphomet comes from these days. Sorry, Mathis Metis. You try bringing that up and not seeing, you know, different flavours of horseshit fly through the air right in front of you. You'd better have your hazmat suit on if you want to wade into that conversation. My point is that there is literally no tradition of any standing or age that does not have highly dubious myths circulating about it. And that's at least, that's me trying to be as polite as I can put it. Polite as I can put it. Oh yes, it's come from uh, initiate, from the dawn of time, from the late Paleolithic period and etc, etc. Yeah, you can actually, I'm, I'm sure you can actually hear the shit in green that I've got at the moment. I've got to be good, I've got to be good. Anyway. It is a simple truth to say that much myth is what gives some things that we take for granted their charm. To be honest, there are some things around these days that if it wasn't for the pleasant and daldric 
joy of the bullshit that they promulgate, you would be setting fire to them every time you see them. You know, it. You know, there's nothing worse than something that's just totally factual um, and totally joyless. Like, fuck, why would you? Simple truth is though that uh, if you're going to shine up a chalice, there needs to be a chalice to shine. There really need needs to be. But we do need to have some facts there, and when those facts are being warped and buckled beyond belief by the sort of bows and whistles we'd like to put on it, then we've got to start taking them off. And if they don't want to loosen up by hand, you take them with that sort of Damocles. Cut it right the hell off. Now, in the original YouTube thing that I'm talking about, our subject went on to lord the fact, if nothing else, and this is a very valid point, if nothing else, some of the modern offerings can be considered as just something that makes the world a bit more beautiful. It makes a pleasant milieu. It makes an aesthetic. And there's perhaps, perhaps we need to be reminded that sometimes that itself is enough. And if and if you don't agree, if you don't agree, then stay out of stay out of the local art gallery. Really, it's it is a thing. You know, we do need that. If you if you don't agree, then by all means, don't get the latest haircut. Don't wear fashionable clothing because all of this is part of it. They were talking about the fact that they're tired of some of these complaints because it, it must be remembered that if nothing else, some of this crazy modern stuff is highly inspirational. It, it does reach audiences that uh, more studious or streamlined efforts won't. And that's truth. I mean, tell me the last time you encountered someone who's lasted any time in the occult and when you said, how did you, what led you, what led you here? Well, you know, you see, I was reading in the Encyclopedia Britannica, and it said that on, on this date in 1946, the, this this idea about uh, uh, initiatory witchcraft laying back uh, beyond the Inquisition was entirely debunked. And you know what? That, that really, that really that stokes the fires within my being. That never happens, by the way, in case you were wondering. That never happens. People are always bored here because something inspires them. Because they go, wow, is it, you know, uh, uh, here's a quote from a dreadful, largely dreadful film. It's a bit silly. It's the second Warlock film, but there's a wonderful moment in it where um, the, the two druids, in inverted commas, well, let's not go there, um, but they're trying to stop the stop the Warlock. And he says, I found this old spell that says if you take an oaken leaf and a blue wooded pen and uh, you dip it in pimpernel juice, you could harm him by stabbing the leaf. And the guy says... Ted, Ted, it's an old wives' tale. And Ted says, so are we. Just imagine if it worked. Now that there, that there, that little section there, tell me, tell me that you haven't been in that position, that that hasn't fired you, that that hasn't reminded you. The reason you will fucking come here in the first place is the fact that there was a wonder, a sense of wonder, a sense of, of unfettered, longing for something more than it is just the brick wall in front of you. There's a lot of crazy stuff around, but you know what? It is contributing, and it can contribute positively, if you allow it. Of course, that doesn't mean saying, oh, well, therefore I'm going to let it slide, and uh, yeah, by all means, Gerald Gardner is still alive, and he's running a blackjack table in Vegas as we speak. Okay, let's not get carried away. Common sense needs to prevail. As I said, you need those facts to build fantasy on. You don't 
build facts on fantasy because it falls apart. I know some people out there are saying, oh, well, bring some of the things you believe. Ah, oh, fuck off. Anyway, I found all of this amusing anyway. These, all these musings just tumbling in my head. I found it very amusing because it reminded me also of something that I said way back in the 90s. You know, uh, some serious sorts decided that they wouldn't engage with people who stood out in public in any way, really. Um, it was always said that people standing out were not serious because of how they dressed, because of how they acted, or how they dressed and acted. Well, you see, the problem with this is that it, it, it's ridiculous. Now, I understand there's a, there's a background there. I understand. I've, I've met people who were old enough to say, well, you know what, I, I, I find that difficult. Because I remember the days. I remember the days where the word gets out. You're going to be always wondering who's going to break into your house and set fire to your shit. And you know what? As much as people say, that never happened, it fucking will did. Because you're not old enough to have actually ever been fucking pulled up by things, by people who then got to stand up and be pillars of community for treating you like shit. Just because you're not old enough to remember that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It certainly didn't. It certainly did just not to you. Now, I understand that that's a thing, but let's be honest, things have moved on since then. And I'm reminded of uh, like being told back in the 90s, or the way you look, the way you act, uh, my friends won't take you seriously. And they were somewhat nonplussed when I said, you honestly think I give a fuck whether your friends like me? Seriously, Jesus, you haven't been paying attention, have you? Here's the other point, too. I remember at the time, lots of groups, and you know, don't, don't be pointing the fingers around, Wiccans. Oh, a lot of you were right on this one. We won't have any, we won't have any punks. We won't have any goths because they clearly aren't serious because of the way they are. You know what? I've also found a lot of witches that took in street kids. You know why? Precisely for that reason, because they were the marginalised and that part of a thing that was um, that's, that's rather ingrained in our being. Perhaps not when you have uh, a, a nice little stayed ground to, to defend, but. Mm, it was a thing for the rest of us. So, another point to be made is that a lot of the things back then that I remember people pointing out and saying, that craziness, that won't float. Well, i got news for you. A lot of that craziness has now become mainstream. How about that? Whoops. You know, the, and, and our subject goes on to... to um, that this is a is a thing too because you know they're they're a little bit miffed when they go to things and they see all this cosplay happening yeah well you know what some of that cosplay is people expressing at least their understanding of their cultural background so let's not go too hardy with that let's not wag the finger too much because if you turn around and say i don't want to see anyone cosplaying pocahontas oh boy you're going to be in trouble okay it does these rules do apply to everyone now the fact is that you're going to find that sort of thing. You're going to find people expressing the way they uh, the way they feel. And look, to be honest, you want to talk about gatekeeping. Telling them that they can't express who they are in the way that they wish to, that's gatekeeping. Oh, yeah. Besides of which, at the end of the day, when everyone's talking about these special things, I like to remember a quote from Robocop, which I've always loved, because it's fucking wisdom. And it was... I say good business is where you find it. And it is. Good business is where you find it. It should be pursued. I find that when you treat your business seriously, it tends to respond seriously. Okay? And I don't mean you have to walk around being Captain Cool and 
very serious about this. I mean, you just have to give it the gravitas that it demands. The gravitas that in some way you actually secretly, even if it's only secretly, want to give it. Treat it like that. It'll treat you the same way. Now, if you actually feel that way about these sort of subjects, then surely, you know, part of that means getting it right. It involves correcting things when others are wrong, correcting when you're wrong, seeking out and finding and verifying accurate information, seeking out and attaining guidance from people who perhaps do know better than you. I know all very well that sometimes all of this is very difficult, but again, this is what it means. This is part of the job. This is taking it seriously and, and giving it enough of yourself so that when you say this is important to me it's actually correct now all of this sort of stuff we need to remember we need to bear it all in mind when we're in interacting with things in in the popular media social media now we know that it's a problematic uh, thing it has been since oh god since going back to you know Revelations of the Hellfire Club, of Gerald's getting photographs taken and Alex acting the fool in public. And there's been plenty since as well. But we need to remember that although a lot of it is at best misinformed guesswork, gussied up as fact, and bolstered by alleged experts that aren't much better, it's all part of the job. It all comes with the territory. You've got to take the rough with the smooth here. And you can't complain about the outcomes if you don't bear all this stuff in mind. So, I guess in terms of takeaways here, it's a thing. It's a real thing. And I don't think we're ever, ever going to be able to decide whether or not it's good or bad overall, even generally. Possibly not even as it, rely, uh, as it responds to us personally. All we need to do is to treat it like the tool that it is. Nurture it, utilize it as best we can, keep an eye on it just like we would anything else, and understand that occasionally it is going to overwhelm us. It is going to be the sort of thing that we just can't cope with, and that we need to, to use modern buzzwords, we need to practice this self-care. We need to back away from it occasionally. You know, One of my first mentors made it real clear. He said, if you don't go to ground at least once a decade, you will not survive. And this is part of that. The, uh, you know, to put it in another way, what was it? I think the, the subjects know is the reasons. You have the, you have the right to flee from unwinnable fights and to be disgusted with bullshit. Back away. Let it do its thing. It'll find its place. I mean, if you have honest faith in what you're doing, then you have to be able to say, well, I think that'll probably sort itself out. And my stuff most certainly will sort itself out because I'm, I'm giving it the attention it deserves. Of course, all of this might be considered wisdom to some. To everyone else, they'll be saying, well, no, I just honestly think that Gerald is overseeing a blackjack game in Vegas right now. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there, but uh, I ain't that kind of witch. <laughs>